Two big takeaways. First of all, I'm pretty sure I just clicked on my face before the intro. A good sign that the first year, uh, first show of the year, I'm a little nervous. Second of all, don't have my electricity on my intro because the fucking dude from India that makes them for me just decided to ghost my ass, and I didn't want to do the little fiver mark. What are you going to do? Right? What do you, whatever. Whatever. Okay, it's week zero. College football's here. I'm fucking excited. You're not going to piss me off, guy from India. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate 75. I am a DFS content creator. I always say PGA, but I guess now I'm going to be doing college football and NFL because I'm a tryhard, and those are the only three sports I can give all my love and focus to. Some people do other sports. More fucking power to them. If you want to know a little bit about my show, well, first of all, you're going to want to know this. I See, I don't even have my schedule up. That's three strikes. We're not even a minute into this fucking video. You want to know this. First of all, have you ever asked yourself, man, why is there nobody that does college football DFS that's not like a fucking doughy neckbeard that's boring as shit? Well, you might have just found that station because that is what I try to do. I'm going to try to inform you the best I can. I've been playing DFS for a long time at a relatively successful level, and I can help you quit stepping on your own dick because if you don't know, DFS be hard. The good news is college football DFS isn't quite as hard as the other ones because there's. I'm going to tell you a little secret that I've never told anybody. There's a lot of fucking morons out there, and this is a game that you can be played. If you just want to be a little bit of a sweaty try hard or be a part of the right community you can really gain an edge in college football dfs plus let's face it college football is the fucking nuts if you find you really like the cut of my gym here is my schedule all fall you're watching the live stream every friday night first and tim with dgen i believe is what i'm calling it so be here every friday night seven o'clock you can set your clock by it lord's time zone as always am i right guy in the back and as soon as nfl gets here we'll be doing the same show but it'll be for nfl on saturday nights don't forget, I'll also be breaking down the, the showdown slates for Monday and Thursday night football at noon on Monday and Thursday. And, of course, as long as there's golf, the big guy's always going to do the emergency stream on Wednesday. I encourage you to check it out. Get over here in the chat. Ask any questions you may have. Excited to have all of you here. Inaugural show. Other thing you should know about me, new guy, not a poor. The big guy is not a poor. I will be giving away all kinds of tickets tonight to be in the main contest tomorrow. I see we're already up to 54 likes, which means I already owe somebody a ticket, right? Every 50 likes we get, I will uh, uh, draw at the end, and you will win a ticket with me that we will put in the main contest tomorrow. I believe it's the $15 or the $20 contest, $50,000 up top. We will split the profits 50-50. If that sounds like a pipe dream, just remember, I split $25,000 with a guy at the Players earlier this year. If you don't know what the Players is, well, you might just really be the right guy I'm looking for, you college football tryhard. That's a golf event. All right, so drop those likes. Get over there. Drop them. Uh, the more likes we get, the more giveaways we'll do. Let's get to it. Straight to it. We are looking at contest selection. I, okay, there's good news and there's bad news. The bad news is the contest for week one, they're they're not going to knock your dick off, okay? They're not they're not the greatest thing you've ever seen, okay? And ladies, knock whatever off you want, okay? Uh, I I I don't want to I don't want to use female anatomy in this joke. So here's what I can tell you, right? Is that the contest, even though they're not great, at least we have some for week zero, and some of them are solid. You're just not going to get the big flat. You're not going to get a good big payout structure and get one that has a flat payout structure, right? You can have one or the other, DraftKings said, but not, but, but not both. I will tell you my DraftKings guy, the main guy over at DraftKings who handles all the contests, told me that week one will be noticeably better than this week zero. So if you're flipping out thinking these are the GPPs you're going to have to uh, choose from every week, well, I think you're being a little overreactionary. I think the contest will be noticeably better next Saturday as we will have a full slate and everybody will be kicked into full-time college football mode. This week, most people were like, oh, shit, college football's back. I jam. I didn't even know. Okay, so you got to let people get acclimated, right? The cool thing I can tell you about tomorrow is notice we are still almost 23 hours from lock, right? So the big thing that I would tell you is if you're getting excited that some of these might overlay, you got to remember these contests have all day tomorrow to fill. 
So I would not plan on them overlaying. Matter of fact, if you see one of these contests you want to plan, I would get in there now because I have a feeling that come tomorrow afternoon, these things are really going to pick up pace and fill very quickly, okay? And you don't want to be caught uh, left out playing in some slapdick 11-person uh, uh, GPP because you forgot to reserve your lineups, okay? Now, there might be one, but I, I highly doubt it with such a late lock. If there was an 11 a.m. lock, I'd be like, okay, maybe you got to overlay sweat, but we don't have that. You see the main contest tomorrow. Here's the good rule. New guy. When you see a, a big contest, here's a great rule, okay? Guy who's always played college football, you love your team, right? You love them Gamecocks from South Carolina. That's your team, and you're going to win at college football. But just like the Gamecocks, you never win. And so what you need to know is this. These contests suck. Don't play in them, okay? Look at this. One-third of all the money, that's one out of every $3, goes to just the guy who finishes first. You have the lineup of the year, and you get ninth place in this tournament. 500 bucks. And you're probably thinking, hey, man, I'm down here in South Carolina, 500 bucks. That's real good money. Yeah, well, not whenever you've burned through $3,000 to get it, Dickie. So quit playing in this contest. This is a terrible payout structure. Here's what you should always be looking for in these contests. You want contests that basically pay out roughly 10% to first. I will warn you, when it comes to these big lottery contests like this, they rarely ever pay out only 10% to first, right? But at worst, we want this number to be around 20%, not 33%. Second of all, we want second place to be roughly half of first. That I don't know if you're good at math, South Carolina guy, but the 10,000, that ain't half of 50. That's one-fifth or 20%. And the last rule we want to look for is we want 10th place to be roughly one-tenth of what first place is. And if you're pretty poor at math, you probably think $500 is one-tenth of, of 50,000. But sadly for you, it's only one one-hundredth. That is a horrific payout structure. If you play in this contest and you finish anywhere outside the top three, you're going to lose money. Okay? And honestly, over the long run, outside of about 10 extremely good players, you're all going to lose money. Don't play in it. That is the first place you're lighting your money on fire, dreaming about uh, 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 winning $50,000 when really you should be dreaming about quit blowing through $5,000 every season playing in stupid contests. So let's go check out some contests that don't blow donkey dick. First of all, the 333, I know that's out of the price range of a lot of you guys, but it's actually sneaky solid. Sneaky solid price uh, uh, um, payout structure, okay? But here's the ones I'm talking about. Go look at this $4.20 max. The $4.20 max, first of all, 20 max at $4, that means 80 bucks you can max enter. When you max enter a contest, that is so much better for you because you get to put 20 contests in there and so do the very best players. Whereas in that big one, you're going to go put your two lineups in there because you got a feeling and the pros are all going to put 150 in there. You're dead before the thing even tips off or should I say kicks off because it's football season so go get in contests like this this checks everything you can max enter it at a reasonable price because it's only a 20 max the prize pool is $15,000 first place is $1,500 that's 10% second place is exactly half of first and 10th place is exactly one tenth this is the kind of structure you want to see you would be so much better tomorrow taking your 80 bucks and putting 20 lineups in this bad boy than going and tossing I'm just gonna go toss my five in the lottery don't do it don't do it okay that is the best thing I can tell you. Another piece of advice I could give you, you all, you guys always want to chase these big, big prizes, man. I'm going to win me $10,000. No, you're not. Enjoy decent wins, right? If you win 500 bucks, your ass will be dancing naked in the middle of the streets or whatever they have in South Carolina. The, the fucking marsh, okay? So just be happy with that, all right? And just play in contests that aren't these huge lotteries. So if you hit a really good lineup, you can still win a GPP or win some pretty good money. Right? That is how you become sustainable at college football DFS. But more than that, the biggest thing I could tell you is play cash. All right, go play cash. College football DFS is the 
biggest edge you will ever find in cash, right? I'm a big golf guy, PGA, if you don't know that guy from South Carolina, Hilton Head. And what you want to know is that PGA, cash is basically, you might as well just, just flip a coin, right? And then and just take a swift kick to the nuts every time you do it. But college football, there are so many places for people to make mistakes, not understanding game flow, not understanding usage, not understanding uh, uh, all the things that go into it, uh, and you can gain a huge edge. So I really implore you to give a good chunk of your money to your cash game. And if you don't know how to make good cash game lineups, well, don't worry, bro. I'm here all fall and I'll fucking teach you, okay? So let's move on. But of course, the one contest you should get in, mine, I have the very first college football contest of anybody ever that I know of named me. I'm sure somebody else has one, but I don't know about them. So I'm going to say I have the first one. $5 three max, 250 entries. It will only continue to grow. Help me fill this bitch. Let's fill it quick. We'll do 500 the week after that. We'll do, we'll just keep growing it. We'll grow it in perpetuity. Right, uh, good flat payout structure, a reduced rake, and you get to be part of the fastest growing community in all of PGA DFS, or in this case, college football DFS. See, I gotta, I gotta untrain myself. All right, so there you go. Go get in. Go reserve your three spots now. If you're like, hey man, I can't afford that, well then go put one in it. You fucking poor. All right, moving on. Hey, do you know that I am? doing my own projections this year, my own ownership, and oh yeah, I'm partnered with the best optimizer out there called The Solver. You see it right there over my shoulder? Look, Degenerate 75. Oh shit, that's you, man. That's right. South Carolina guy, you're on fire tonight. You know what? Maybe that'll be my thing. Every week, I'll do a new part of the country and just shit on them. Uh, I love you, South Carolina. I do. Uh, North Carolina's better, but that's, you know, whatever. You're, you know, I live in Oklahoma. Texas is better, okay? We all have our downfalls. So as you can see, I got my projections loaded up rot layer, right? Got my ownership in there. Even got my ceiling projections. I have everything you need. Not only are you getting my projections, which I can assure you I'm the sweatiest motherfather tryhard you will ever meet in your life. I've put way too much time into these. But more important than that is you get an optimizer. And an optimizer is going to help you build the best cash lineup. It's going to take the best version of your player pool and build those correlated stacked lineups that you want. Game stacks, uh, team stacks, whatever you want to do so that you can go win GPPs. And oh yeah, here's the best part. You decide you want to go put 20 lineups in that $4 tomorrow. Hand building 20 lineups isn't the most fun thing in the world while you're trying to track your exposure. So just hand it over to these guys and let them do it for you using smart projections like mine. By the way, you're thinking, I can't afford it, man. I'm a casual player. I can't afford them $100 optimizers and shit. I barely even got a computer. I get it, dude. I get it, South Carolina, but here's what I'll tell you. You can get my projections and, by the way, if you want my projections, make sure you use that showdown hoedown symbol right there. My projections and the optimizer itself. 40 bucks a month. That gets all the sports. That'll get my NFL projections, my college football projections, my PGA projections. If you just want college football, well, then just go do the single sport, right? That's only 25 bucks a month, right? So I encourage you to, to, to do it and try it out. It is a game changer. I remember what it was like building college football lineups before I found the solver, and I don't want to go back there, okay? All right, let's move on. This is my baby. You're going to get to know this thing real well. Now, this is week zero. So I thought this one week, I'll let all you plebs on YouTube that just want the free shit see what my pimp-ass members over at DGen75 get. And this is called the Rosetta Stone, something I made up last year during college football season for this reason. College football has a lot of shit going on, and 99% of the players you never heard of, nor have you heard of what's going on with the depth chart, nor have you heard what's going on with injuries or any of that. Oh, shit, he was late to curfew. His ass is set in the first quarter out. You need to know these things at College Football DFS. So I made this last year to help my members, to basically guide them to the better plays. But you need to understand this about me, and you need to know this now. I'm not going to give you a single fucking pick, because the biggest secret I'll ever tell you, I don't give a shit who you play. I'm here to help you with the process and to get better at it. And if you can do that, then you can become a sustainable player. And hell, if you get good at it, you might might actually even win a buck or two doing this, right? 
So that's what this is. This is the Rosetta Stone. I will be using it every week, but this week you get to see the full version, not the stripped-down YouTube version. So you enjoy it, you pores. All right, let's get going. We got a five-game slate, okay? Uh, this is week zero, right? Because it's not truly week one in that all the major teams are not playing yet. So we're going to call this week zero. All right, you can see I got a lot of stuff going on with the key up here. At first, you're like, oh, shit, man. Them's got so many colors and numbers and letters, I can barely handle it. Once again, South Carolina, give it a week. It will be intuitive as shit to you, okay? So the first game we got here is UMass versus New Mexico State, all right? And this game is, uh, well, you can see it's gray because the whole game's kind of, eh. Yeah, I don't, you know, it's just a very boring game. You can see the team totals here. New Mexico State implied team total of about 26. UMass at 18. But here's what really starts to set these teams apart. Okay, uh, Their pace of play. One has a D, D minus. That's based on how fast they played last year and how fast we're anticipating playing them. Uh, they're playing this year, right? Furthermore, both teams, uh, one team runs 50, gets 57% of their yards from the run. The other one gets 57% of their yards from the pass. But weirdly enough, both teams have awkwardly good pass defenses. Maybe it's because they played a bunch of teams last year that can barely throw the forward pass, but that doesn't matter because they both suck and they're playing each other this week. And you can see neither of them are particularly great at rush defense, okay? So that is what we're breaking down up there. That is your stats. Now let's get into the specific players, and let's start with UMass. If you don't know UMass, I mean, the, 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 Marcus Camby ain't coming through that door, partner. This team fucking sucks, okay? They are really bad. But they do have uh, uh, Tyson Fuma, Fuma, fucking, I'm not going to say that name, all right? That's that's what we're going to call him, all right? He is, he's played, uh, what, he was at Clemson and he transferred, and then, what, Georgia Tech, he's been at two major schools and, and he's transferred, and I, I guess now at UMass, they're like, well, shit, we ain't got anybody better, let's run him out there. And here's what I can tell you about him. The guy is a dude that struggles with a forward pass. You can see our passing grade skill here, he got a D minus, okay? He can barely throw a forward pass, but I will say this, the guy can be fairly electric with his feet, all right? And furthermore, you're thinking, well, if he's so bad, then why the hell did you color him high upside? Well, it's simple, right? This guy is in a game that, like, I think he's going to legit be probably, as you can see, my ownership right there. I have him at 4%. It would not surprise me if he comes in lower than that. But UMass literally has nothing. And this guy is going to be probably one of the best athletes on the field, and he could really be electric in this game. And the biggest thing I can tell you is what his rushing offers, right? We have him projected at 40 yards and more than likely to get a rushing touchdown. Those are some really big points that add up quickly for a quarterback that's only 4,800. If he rushes for 80 yards and manages to get two touchdowns, he doesn't even need to throw a forward pass and his ass could already break the slate, right? So, the problem with old Tyson fumble whatever is he is not going to have any receivers. His receivers, you know, we are giving some minor projections to Simpson, Johnson, and Pope, but honestly, I wouldn't even stack him. If I were going to play Tyson, Tyson, uh, uh, I'd just play him naked, right? Just like we loved Tennessee last year. We loved a good naked hooker. We will play a naked Tyson this year, right? And if you think, well, their passing game seems real bad, I bet they got real good running backs. No, they don't. They're bad, bro. Uh, look, we, we gave some uh, some projections to Jalen John and Karon Lynch-Adams, but I think those guys are going to be splitting it. There's not a lot of talent there. There has not been much success. The wide receiver room is garbage. Here's just a free piece of advice. Unless you're playing in the Mega Lottery, I don't really see any reason to even consider guys from UMass. And if I were going to play one, I would probably play a naked Taysom. All right, there you go. So they are playing New Mexico State, who has a much higher total. A 26-point total isn't that bad, right? And the good thing I can tell you about New Mexico State is they do have a player, Diego Pavea. I assume that's how you say it. It's the start of the year. I'll get the names down. If you don't like it, deal with it. This guy is pretty electric. I will tell you, though, on this slate, they uh, the DraftKings overpriced almost all the quarterbacks, except the one they needed to overprice. They underpriced. His name's Caleb Williams. More on him in a bit. 
But Diego, as you can see, is high upside because he basically is their offense, right? Another guy who offers huge rushing upside and can actually throw the forward pass, right? He does not have the most consistent wide receivers to throw to, but you can see David and Brady are his most likely guys to gain his targets. If you're thinking, well, uh, what, what do they got in the running game? Well, the good news is Star Jones and Jamani Jones are reasonably priced, right? You can see they're both reasonably priced with solid projections, right? I actually think Star Jones, or excuse me, Star, uh, Star Thomas is actually worth the flyer in some GPPs if you want to get weird, right? He catches the ball a little bit out of the backfield, and we have him projected at 60 yards and uh, a half a rushing touchdown, right? So I, th I think there's much better running backs on the slate, but if you want to get weird and you want to get some weird correlation in this game, maybe you play some Taysom, maybe you play some Star Thomas, right? But by the way, just I know you can't quit staring at how fucking badass that thing is. I know, I know, it's the Rosetta Stone. I invented it. No one else has it. If they do, I'll sue their ass. I won't. I just, I, I'll just make better content than them. All right, hey, on to game two: Ohio versus San Diego State, the Fighting Sanders. And here you go. You see, this one's pink because I think this is a sneaky game. I think this is a game that not that people are not going to make a a focal point of their GPP lineups, and I think it has some sneaky upside to it. I think this could be the 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 second uh, highest scoring. game game on the slate, right? And if that's the case, I think you want to get in there and you want to get a part of this game. We'll start with Ohio, and the one thing I can tell you about Ohio is even though their pace of play is slow, they do tend to be a more efficient offense, especially than a lot of the other MAC teams that struggle to freaking throw a forward pass, so they got that. The other thing I can tell you about Ohio is they have tons of players back. Curtis Work, their quarterback, is back, and he was a very solid player last year, and at 5,500, I would almost say he is a steal, a guy you should absolutely play, but he is coming back from injury, and we don't know what his limited upside may be because of that. Furthermore, they have Say Bangora, who was the freshman badass of the year over there in the MAC last year, who just absolutely roasted it. And at 7,200, seems like a tremendous value on this slate. However, you need to know that O'Shawn Allison for Ohio is back, and with him being back, I assume Bangora is still going to get the lion's share of the, uh, of the of the workload. But we don't know. We're projecting. So. O'Shawn Allison was really good two years ago. Maybe he comes back and it becomes a true 50-50 split. If that's the case, Saban Gora becomes a lot less interesting in my opinion. From there, they got that scrappy white receiver. And anytime there's a white receiver, you got to say he's a good route runner, coach's kid, lunch pal. Uh, anyways, that's Sam Wigloos for them. And last year, he was very consistent. You play him, you take your 17 points, and you move on, right? But he is pretty limited upside. He doesn't get a ton of down-the-field passes. Most of their home run passes go to Jacoby Jones and, and Miles Cross. As you can see, I have them both uh, labeled as uh, high upside because those guys do have the ability to break a slate with just a catch or two. Right? Whereas Wigloos is a guy I think pretty confidently you can say is going to get something like six catches, 60 yards, and maybe a touchdown. Right, And you know, you're know you paying for that certainty, but Jones and Cross I think offer some unique upside if you wanted to stack Rourke. Although, with as slow as they play, I don't know if they're the best team to stack. That would be my one concern about Ohio. Moving on from there, we have San Diego State. They got old, old, old Jaden Maiden, who I think is the sneakiest player on the slate. I think this guy of all the quarterbacks has the highest upside that is going to be uh, 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 undervalued tomorrow, right? San Diego State has a pretty solid team total of 26. They're going to be in a competitive environment, and if I think that this game can sneaky shoot out, well, give me the quarterback who has to carry the whole damn team on his back. So I'm pretty warm on Maiden. I really like their running back, uh, Keenan Christen, Christen. Um, and then you got to play Cam Davis in case you want a birdie streak. In case you're after a birdie streak, that guy gets hot with a putt. Wrong sport. I'm sorry. Sorry, guy in the back. 
but from there, uh, wide receivers, basically, in my opinion, there's one wide receiver you can consider. Old Makai Shaw here, uh, fresh off of 8 Mile. And, uh, you know, they got the tight end, Mark Redman. He's also playable if you really want to punt. But I just think there's guys with bigger upside out there. After that, I don't trust that Maiden's going to pass the ball enough to get two or three receivers there. So I am probably, if I'm playing Maiden, I'm probably skinny stacking him with Shaw or Redman or maybe even playing him with some Keenan because Keenan did get a, we do have him getting somewhere between one to two catches, right? Moving on to the next game, we got Hawaii versus Vanderbilt. All right, good news is Hawaii wants to be a run-and-gun team. Hawaii, as you can see, is a good pace of play team. Hawaii has Tommy Chang as their coach, and um, Hawaii wants to be the old gunsling in Hawaii. Let's score 70 points and still lose every game. Problem is, they got one small problem. They fucking suck. That's their main problem, okay? Uh, Braden Schrager, guy's bad. He's ruru bad. Okay, how bad? Uh, ruru bad. I would say probably the best thing you could do with Hawaii is uh, Taylor Hines, I think, is a very, very good play. Um, his ownership is going to be uh, off the charts. I think he's almost unplayable at GPPs, but in cash, I think you've got to give him a real look because he is in line to get some catches, and he's basically on the field the whole damn game. If you're looking for Hawaii's wide receivers, which is a struggle bus because you know wide receivers are kind of dependent on the quarterback not sucking, uh, I think uh, uh, Pinocchio? Pinocchio? Anyways, Jonah Pennock is going to be the most likely to be their number one guy, right? From there, McBride and Ashlock I have as the starters, but until we see these guys out on the field, we don't really know, right? So Hawaii, only with an 18-point total, really struggles. But if they can somehow figure out their offense, this could definitely be a sneaky game because we know Vanderbilt can score. We know Vanderbilt can move the ball. And if Hawaii can finally be the air raid team that they want to be, it wouldn't be crazy they put up 31 points. If they put up 31 points, you have to assume Vanderbilt's going to get to 45. And all of a sudden, this becomes the nut game on the slate, right? Going over to Vanderbilt, another case of just an overpriced quarterback. A.J. Swan at 8,500 is laughable, okay? That guy at 8,500, he ain't a swan. He's an ugly duckling. So, from there, he is a good quarterback. He is helming the second highest total on the slate. But at $8,500, you just find the, whatever, 1400 bucks, and you get up to Caleb Williams, you donkey. Vanderbilt has some really nice running back options with Smith, Alexander, and Gillespie. However, it is a true running back by committee, and all these guys are going to get roughly equal uh, shares. And so, you know, I, I don't want to play them. And if I was going to play one, I'd probably play Alexander. But what is the upside of these guys? Outside of one of them busting a long run or maybe falling into the box twice, I just don't think you get there with that upside. Their wide receivers, well, first of all, you have the most egregious mispricing on the entire slate. Will Shepard is definitively the number one wide receiver at Vanderbilt. He should probably be somewhere between $7,500 to $8,000 on the slate, and he's $5,000. If, if you're playing GPPs tomorrow, I see a path to fading Will Shepard. If you're playing cash tomorrow and you don't have him in there, you need to just go slam your foot in a door really hard because you're an idiot. The other two wide receivers that will be eating, be eating up almost all of the uh, usage are going to be McGowan and Skinner, but they are both priced ahead of Shepard, even though they're definitively options behind him, right? So the problem with Vanderbilt is I feel like there's just too many mouths to feed, and even though they have a solid total, a lot of their guys are really priced up other than Shepard, who should be the one guy who's priced up. All right, let's get to everybody's favorite game on the slate, USC versus San Jose State. As you can see, we have a very, very big total, but the problem is within that total, we have a very big line of almost 30 points. So you have to have blowout alert on, and that's why we have this game colored in 
blue. You can see USC is a very fast pace of play team. No surprise with that turncoat motherfucker Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams as their quarterback. But what we really want to focus on is San Jose State is not your normal just beat the shit out of them uh, free square week one game, or in this case, week zero game, right? They are a team who has a functional quarterback, who has a functional offense, and can move the ball down the field. And USC, I'm just going to tell you a little secret because uh, that coaching staff used to be at OU. Their defense sucks, okay? So if you want to be really sneaky, I think there is a path to San, San Jose State here. Chevron Cordero is really good. Can I play him in cash? Probably not, just because I fear the blowout. They might get behind and pull him. But as far as a GPP run back against USC or it's just a, a single flyer, I think that uh, he's very interesting. Kerry Robinson is their number one running back. He gets involved out of the backfield uh, receiving, and he runs the ball. If they're going to be competitive, Kerry Robinson could be a smash play tomorrow at 5,900. And we are still waiting. You see, we got the injury designation. The news on Justin Lockhart is going to have a big impact on this. If Justin Lockhart is playable, I think he's a cash play, right? If he's going to play in the game, I think he is that good that at 4,800, he'll almost certainly get enough targets to pay that price off, right? So San Jose State has some really interesting options that if they can keep this game competitive or just, you know, find a way to get to 28 points, I think that they're going to be a great play because a lot of their how how much usage uh, their usage is concentrated. I think they have some great values. All right, let's get to USC. Everybody's favorite team, uh, probably a team you're going to want to get some access to uh, one way or the other, right? Uh, rather, it's getting access to that run game, uh, to that pass game. I think you got to start with Caleb Williams. The fact that he's not $12,000 on this slate is just laughable. He is night and day better than everybody else. He is the best player in the country, turncoat motherfucker, and he is uh, 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 has a 47-point total, right? He has weapons everywhere, and he's just an unbelievable player, right? So with all of that, Caleb Williams coming in at a redonkulous nearly 70%, right? And at cash, you just got to eat it. You got to play him. Now, at GPPs, there is a way to fade him, right? You can fade Caleb Williams at GPPs tomorrow. I'm not advising it, but I am saying there is a way, right? Say Caleb Williams goes for 285 yards and three touchdowns, three passing touchdowns. That ain't going to break the slate at $10,000, right? They get up early. They rush in a couple touchdowns, a defensive touchdown. All of a sudden, Caleb Williams is out in the fourth quarter. He only got, you know, 28 points. Well, 28 points is a really good game, but if you faded him, you are doing backflips, okay? So be thinking, be cognizant of what you want to do with Caleb tomorrow. From there, the running backs, everybody assumes Austin Jones is going to take over. We saw him a little bit at the end of last year as die got banged up. But Marshawn Lloyd is the transfer from South Carolina, and I hear many people saying that he might be the guy who is the more talented of the two backs and is in line to get a bigger lion's share. Plus, if USC gets ahead, maybe that makes it where Lloyd as the backup running back gets more of the run in the second half and just runs wild on San Jose's defense, right? Wide receivers where it gets real tricky. And you can see we have our Taj Washington. We're all waiting for Taj Washington news. If he's hurt, I think that really opens up some value for guys like Brennan Rice, Jerry Rice's son, and Zachariah Branch, the big uh, five-star recruit, right? I think what doesn't matter is uh, what he doesn't affect is Mario Williams and Dorian Singer. The trans Mario Williams transferred from OU, played at USC last year. Dorian Singer, the transfer from Arizona, are both, I think, in like individually very, very viable, right? Matter of fact, I think Singer's almost cash viable. I think he's going to get his share, right? And then from there, you have the two big recruits, Robinson and Hudson. I think in a blowout, these guys are going to get some run. I think USC is going to uh, rotate something like seven wide receivers out there. Deuce Robinson's more of a tight end type build, but he will be in that rotation. Uh, trying to play the musical chairs, playing Caleb Williams and trying to stack him with the, with the correct receiver will probably be the most tilting part of GPPs tomorrow because it is going to be very, very difficult to get it right. 
And the last game, the only game I have is a target game. What makes a target game? Well, A, a target game is it usually has a higher line and it's competitive. And this is the holy trinity right here. Not a lot of people are on it. And I think this FIU Law Tech game meets all three of those requirements. So I have it as a game that you could target that I, I, I think is going to be quite a bit off other people's radars. All right. First of all, you can see we have a pretty high total of nearly 60 points with only a 10 point line. Uh, Law Tech plays with pretty good pace. They have tons of weapons coming back, but we'll get to them in a minute. Let's start with FIU. I think a lot of people will be hesitant to play this game because FIU uh, is, is you know, a struggle bust a little bit last year. But their dude, Grayson James, is a returning quarterback, and he did seem to start to figure shit out at the end of last year. They have Shamori Lawrence, who I think is a legit running back, who I'm going to probably play in a lot of lineups tomorrow because if FIU is going to be competitive, it will be with Shamori Lawrence, right? I don't love their backup running backs, but I can tell you this. The wide receivers, they basically have three guys who are going to eat it. So if you do want to play Grayson James, I think you want to stack him with either Patterson, Bracey, or Mitchell, right? And I think Mitchell and Patterson probably have the bigger upside of those three, right? If you want to get weird, I'll put a couple other guys on there for you to look at, but you know, I, I don't think you need to. I don't think Grayson James is going to get two and definitely not three wide receivers across the finish line. We only have him projected for about 210 yards on this slate. And then lastly, Law Tech, probably my favorite team on the slate. They now have Hank Bachmeyer, who is the transfer from Boise State, a very serviceable quarterback. At 5800 is just a laughable price. He's almost a guy that you have to lock in cash just because of the miss price. They're going to overprice every freaking quarterback on the slate, but they are going to just forget about him, okay? At running back, uh, they have some injuries. Uh, 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 we, I can't even remember the other guy that's out, but he's already officially out. Shelton might be out, so it seems as though uh, Charvis Thornton is just in line for a monster workload at 5,400. He's almost a free square that you're going to have to play, uh, just someone you're going to have to look at uh, uh, for GPPs and determine if you want to eat that chalk. And then their wide receivers are just absolutely stacked. Uh, Smoke Harris, uh, returning starter, big-time projections. Seems like a very safe play. Cyrus Allen, a guy I absolutely love for GPPs tomorrow because he might get you eight points tomorrow but he might also get you 38 right and if you want one more punt from them i think kyle maxwell is a pretty damn good option right and if, if if fiu can score some points if fiu gets to 28 31 35 points tomorrow i promise you this will be the game that shoots out and breaks the slate and the best part is it's the last game on the slate so you can really start to boat race some people from behind there you go that is your breakdown of the five game slate um, am I going to show you this stone every week? No, I'm not. But this is what my people over at DGen75.com have. As you can see, we have PGA, NFL, and college football DFS. I do my own projections. I do my own ownership. I do my own streams behind the paywall. And most importantly, as you've already seen, I have the Rosetta Stone colored up so you don't have to be the sweaty tryhard who spends 60 hours over this shit all week like I do. You just get to be the dad who spends 60 minutes on it Saturday making informed decisions and good lineups because you have the best tool out there. Oh, yeah. And this my website, it's not about me winning. It's not about my screenshots. It's about your screenshots. It's about my community screenshots. Look at all those mother fathers flying the flag just from last week who won. Look at all those GPP winners, right? Wait till college football gets here. I'm going to have to do two pages of this damn thing. There's going to be so many winners. We celebrate the winners of the community, not me. And then lastly, hey, if you would, go like and subscribe. We're at 99 likes, so it looks like I'm about to do two giveaways over here. Drop a like, a subscribe, tell a friend, and turn on your notifications so you remember to be here at all my streams because the big guy's going hard with streams all freaking fall. You're going to get tired of looking at this big, beautiful face. All right, editor, we just got to 100. Do me a favor, editor, draw two names. This is the build the lineup with me. 
Uh, we will toss it in the big contest tomorrow, the big uh, $15, and we will split it 50-50. I'd love to, I'd love to PayPal you at 25000 bucks. It's on my YOLO list. The bread of all trades. There you go. That's one of them. By the way, to get in this, simply just ask a question over here in the chat, and once you ask a question, you're eligible for the drawing. So be here, be, el uh, uh, be in the chat, and that will get you in there. And our second winner, just waiting on the night bot to spit it out. By the way, if we get to 150, I'll do another one. No, no, not Nuggets. He don't count. Another one. He's he's on my crew. My crew don't get it. He's he's part of the staff. Do me another one, editor. I I want to I want to get it to the people here. By the way, J Rex uh, says my alter ego J Rex sends his regards, brother Justin, my brother. Thank you for that super chat. Uh, the second one is Greg. Greg is one. There you go, Greg. Me and you. We are building a lineup tomorrow. Simply reach out to me tonight or hell tomorrow because lock's not till six o'clock. My other super chat was where did you go? You mother Nick, my big guy Nick. Is the big guy back at the same PGA and football? Is the guy in the back same for PGA and football? Oh yeah, it's the same guy all the time. I never let him go. Uh, by the way, I saw somebody down here say, "Man, I live in Pennsylvania. I can't be doing that uh, 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 that that uh, college football." It's very simple. Drive to the fucking state line, okay? I know guys in Las Vegas. They just drive over to the California state line. They go reserve all their lineups, and then they come back and they make them. All right? You know what? Only you know your level of dedication, pal. All right, let's get to some questions. If I don't see a question mark, I'm not checking it. I can't be here all night because I still got to go do all my PGA shit for tonight because I got tryhards who want showdown. Uh, all right, man, we got to get you a new hat. What, what, what should I get, Nick? A loser LSU hat? Uh, let's see. Moving on. What's softer, Oklahoma's defense or Rory? Uh, Rory. Uh, how, how dare you, Ricardo? Taking shots from California. They even play football out there, you neckbeard. All right, why haven't you hit the like button? Brett gets it. That's why he won the lottery tonight. I heard a big guy uh, is a closet Texas fan. Uh, not in this life. If I'm a, if you ever see me being a Texas fan, I will allow you seven swift kicks of my nutsack. Uh, will the Utah Utes win the pack? Whatever it is, uh, yeah, the pack four. Uh, seeing there's nobody left, I guess they're gonna. Uh, yeah, I mean I like them. I always like Utah. They're like the one team out west that kind of like actually plays Smash Mouth football and now that dainty wiener stuff they're always playing out there. Best advice for someone who's never played college DFS? Great question, Mike. It's this. No, ask yourself this. Am I playing a GPP, which is like the, the tournaments, right? The con, the big uh, 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 guaranteed prize pools, these things right here, like the $15, or am I playing cash? And then when you do that, you start saying, all right, if I'm playing GPPs, how can I build a lineup that, could, that can win, score a lot of points but not be the same as everybody else? If you're playing cash, you basically want to say, how can I get the best possible guys in a lineup together and don't spend a second worrying about ownership that's the best advice i could give you uh all right caleb williams set it and forget it i mean in at cash i think at, at showdown or not at showdown at gpps there's always a path to fade any player at college football he could get pulled early he could hurt his hamstring whatever right a million things could happen and you could auto have 70 percent of lineups dead you like Kim Davis to go uh, nuclear hot? Dollar Bill, get out of here. I'll kick you in the nuts. Uh, when we start asking questions, you can start now. You start now. This ain't, this ain't the uh, emergency stream on Wednesday where we have 500 people asking questions from the start. Maybe we'll get there. Who knows? Who knows? Am I right? Bob Stoops in the house. Okay. Okay. Have we checked the weather yet? Uh, I have for uh, PGA, you mother father. Does a player have a real chance to end up ahead of playing cash uh, each week? Does a player have a real chance to, I mean, Sean, you were around last year. You fucking saw we all, like, legit, We, I, I, most people were hitting somewhere between 65 to 72% over there. Am I promising that'll happen every year? No. But I think we demonstrated that, yes, you can consistently win at cash if you have a good process and you know what you're doing and you get in the right matchups, right? 
Oh, damn, that LSU Nick guy is uh, in the $4.20 max. Watch out for him. Dude, that $4.20 max is a nice little contest. I hope they grow it. I'd love to see it be like a $10.20 uh, $10 max and it'd be like a $100,000 prize pool. That'd be the nuts. Drove to the – there it gets. Reclage gets it. Guessing I should always play a quarterback in the super flex. That's a pretty good rule, especially on a slate like this where there's so many appealing quarterbacks. The only time I don't play a quarterback in the super flex is literally if there's some weird situation where like it's a four game slate and three of the teams have like they're they're splitting reps between quarterbacks. Then sometimes I'll just play the running back. Play like a champion, Notre Dame or OU. This is done been settled, Mike. It is definitely OU's thing. Uh, care to explain what it means to play cash? Absolutely, Thomas. So cash is just this. Every time I say cash, that's either head-to-heads or 50-50s and double-ups, right? What that means is basically you just need to beat half the field. And head-to-head, you obviously just need to beat your opponent. And in 50-50s and double-ups, you need to just beat basically half of the opponents, right? So you're just you're, you're trying to take 10 bucks and turn it into 20, right? Whereas in a GPP, we're trying to take 10 bucks and turn it into 1000 bucks, right? So it's essentially just try to grind out playing cash by trying to double your money every week. And you will find it's a lot more fun to win 10 bucks each week than it is to lose 10 bucks each week. But, but I had a dream I was going to win. Well, you didn't get there, did you? Stacking doesn't matter. I like stacking, but I'm more of a game stacker in GPPs, right? And and cash stacking doesn't matter uh, at all. Uh, please do not bash my gamecock. Sorry, Justin, that that was complete accident. Go pack. I will not stand for wolf pack talking here. Get the probably tell him. Uh, what's up, Nymphofo? I haven't seen you in a hot minute. What's the max ownership per team you'd like to play at college football? Man, that's a great question, Mike. You know, there's some guys that there will be so many guys tomorrow, Mike, that will legit be, and I mean legit, under 1%. Something like over, like a vast majority of the slate will be under 1%. So you can eat a lot of chalk and just go play one flyer or maybe two, and you are so much different than so many other lineups. So I don't worry too much about it, right? But I guess if you wanted to set something at it, somewhere in the neighborhood of probably like 140 combined ownership, uh, because as you've seen uh, just back there on the stone, this ownership gets crazy on some of these guys, right? I mean, look at that, 68%, 45%. I mean, it just gets crazy so fast. Just register for the contest. Ike gets it. Everybody go get my contest right here. Go fill it up right now. 250. I don't want to be that guy on Twitter tomorrow trying to get people to fill my contest. Uh, where my blue, uh, where go, where my go blues at? I have no, I don't, I don't even know what you're saying. Uh, I'm a new college football guy. Can you show me, uh, uh, where and how to play cash? The Rosetta Stone is great, but your discussion is super. Yeah, Eric, you're over on the discord. I'm going to put out a full Rosetta Stone video, walking you through it and giving you some cash strategies and everything you need to know. That is on my list of things to do tomorrow morning. So you guys can have it for week zero. You think I'm going to send you into week zero unprepared? You don't know the big guy. Moving on. All right, uh, does ownership even get more in college football power? Oh, man, Ben, the, the ownership is crazy. I, there'll, be, I, there'll be something north of six guys over 50% tomorrow. You hardly ever see that at NFL, Ben. Uh, uh, so you got, yeah, it will get, it's, a, it's a runaway train on ownership. Uh, not in the stone, but DK somewhere else. Cash, I understand. Okay, let's see. Moving on. questions. All right, any journal advice for college football showdown slates? Yeah, I mean, at showdown slates, I think the key is tell a narrative, especially if it's a narrative that not everybody else is talking, right? So, like, let's say the narrative is it's USC in a game. Everybody's taking Caleb Williams and stacking his guys. Maybe you just say, hey, they run the shit out of the ball this week. I'm going to double up on their running backs, right? If you're playing a matching game and they both have running quarterbacks, maybe you play some wide receivers because everybody thinks that they won't get the ball. 
all. You just kind of tell yourself a story that could happen, that 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 is possible, that not everybody is doing. No college football in D. No D. No college football DFS in Pennsylvania. Drive to the fucking state line. How crazy is it to fade Caleb's and run a USC running back uh, and a wide receiver as a run back? Uh, I don't love the wide receiver, but I think doing the running backs makes a lot of sense because if Caleb doesn't get there, it'll almost certainly be at the expense of the running backs having good games, right? Max is starting early with Ohio, putting points on the board and giving a bunch of, I mean, you know, Ohio was good to us last year. I got to tell you, I am a little worried about their pace of play, and I kind of want to see what uh, our boy Rourke is up to. Is he back or is he not, right? First time to play college football. Do you stack like NFL? I stack not as correlated. I, I way more stack games and way less stack teams. Like, for instance, I will be playing some naked quarterbacks this week, right? Uh, uh, Taysom, Fumo, fuck that name, and Diego Pavia. I don't even know if I'm going to put a wide receiver with them, but I will run them out there because I feel like those guys do have 30-point upside. As you can see, they're ceil- I, got, I got Pavia at a 33-point ceiling. Uh, which, by the way, if you're on somewhere and they don't do ceiling projections, whatever. Um, okay. Do you stack teams in all your slates and, or just GPPs? Just GPPs. I do not even consider stacks whenever I am doing cash. Doesn't even cross my mind. Last year's stone gave birth to a better stone. Love it. Dude, our new stone this year is the nuts. Uh, my head is spinning with this. New to college football. What advice do you give a newbie? I mean, all this looks pretty overwhelming, but once you just really slow down and look at it, it's just NFL, right? You have quarterbacks, you have running backs, you have wide receivers. Literally, the only difference between college football and NFL is we have a super flex, right? A super flex means you can play a quarterback, a running back, or a wide receiver there. Other than that, it's the exact same construction as an NFL roster. No defenses, just a super flex instead. From there, we're just trying to get competitive games with team totals uh, that, that are, that are going to be competitive with high totals and guys who are going to get high usage right give me Justin Jefferson when the when the total is 55 points because he is a usage monster he is really good and he is playing in a game that has a high total in a competitive environment right when you just apply all those rules that you already know from NFL, college football, the only thing that's intimidating is keeping up with all this news, and that's what the Rosetta Stone's for, right? So, moving on. Uh, but I can't play college football, DFS, in, uh, in Massachusetts. Well, Massachusetts, I believe, is four miles by six miles wide. Drive the fuck to Connecticut. Okay. Uh, any underdog plays? Uh, yeah, dude, we actually have them up over on uh, – it was in the newsletter, Kyle, and it's over on uh, uh, the website. So, check it out over there. Uh, T-Swin and uh, Ian put some out. Uh, we're going to just start doing those individually like on Tuesday because the best thing to, to take advantage of those prop bets on underdog and price picks is to uh, take advantage of them when they first come out, right? Light week, single entry versus MME. Uh, with a light week. Oh, I, I mean, I think this is a good week to, to play some MME. Uh, like, is it, with so many people guessing about who's going to get the usage, if you have a sneaky take that this uh, combo could take off or this low-owned receiver could do it, it's where it's at. Oh, we got Shaloub in the house. Don't let Shaloub in the college football streets. Nobody will be safe. Stone is looking sick. Great work. Um, will weather be on there? Yeah, so we looked at that, Jason. Weather just doesn't impact a ton of games enough to actually put it on the stone. But what we will do is we will denote any time that it is on there, and you'll see it because their projections will be lower. We will fact we factor that into our projections because we're some sweaty tryhards. Michael says, do you post your head-to-heads and wait for people to scoop them? No. I never post head-to-heads because I want to go find the dipshits. All right? I have a whole running list of people that are bad at it, and I just try to go target them and play them. So you will never see me. I will play a lot of head-to-heads, but I don't post mine. I go take other people's action. Sorry I missed this, but will the solver work for college football? How dare you, Mike? You, you know me. Shaloub. 
How dare you? Yes, of course it will. What is the percentage of your cash to GPP? This first week, Jake, it'll probably be something like 80-20. 80-20, maybe maybe 70-30, but almost all cash, right? Not all cash. About 80% cash, I would say, if I were to put a percent to it. Thoughts on Oklahoma moving to the SEC? Can't fucking wait. I'm ready to go tailgating in the South and go watch my Sooners go 6-6 every year. Uh, Can you fake Caleb Williams in cash? Uh, Not if you enjoy money. I just think it's a fool's errand. Don't get cute there. There's other places to get cute in cash. Caleb Williams ain't it, Bob. What's the main difference between playing chalk in college football versus PGA? Uh, college football, the chalk gets there unbelievably frequently, right? Because in college football, the chalk is the chalk usually because they're underpriced or they're a superior uh, player to the guy guarding them or they are in a high-scoring game and they're going to have a lot of usage and most commonly all three of those, right? What's the difference between your lineup construction in college football compared to NFL? Uh, yeah, as I said earlier, I will literally go six guys in a game sometimes. If I think a game will be 63 to 49, I will sometimes play six guys from that game and just really try to load up on that game. So I will I will game stack way more at college football than I do in NFL. Do you have one place that you go for injury updates? Uh, yeah, I, I, we, I, I'm we pretty big fan. I actually had my Duke Glenn on from GST4. He is over unabated, and they are running injury news over there. Um, that is a pretty good place to start. Hi, big guy. Stone looks awesome. Uh, same NFL D rules apply to uh, college football. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think you need to. Exterica, I will play naked quarterbacks in college way more. I hardly ever do that in NFL. Even a guy like Lamar Jackson, I will always put one receiver with him, right? Or a tight end, right? Great info, big guy. Looking forward to the college football season. Thanks. Uh, establish the chalk. There is a lot of chalk out there, Mark. Any advice on how to win the drawing? Uh, yeah. Uh, retweet my shit. No, we, we, all those people that retweeted, don't worry. We uh, are going to get you in the drawing. We just couldn't get it done tonight. We were up against the wall. Don't forget, last chance to get those likes in. Once again, Nick, thank you for the super chat. Same to you, J-Rex. Just got my three teams in the league. Everybody go get your teams in the league. Go fill this bad boy up for me. I don't want to be on Twitter begging people tomorrow, you sums of biscuit-eating bulldogs. Do you ever set variants on the college football similar to PGA when working with a solver? Yes. Uh, on my GPPs, I want my uh, uh, ownership to be spread out a little bit so I increase the variance a little bit, right? Whereas when I'm making my cash lineup, I don't want much variance. I want to just see what is the highest projected lineup based on my projection. So I keep it very low, if not at zero. Will the rule change the NCAA? Yeah, I think it will, Nick. So if you guys don't know, it sounds like they're going to now start uh, stopping the clock, except for the last two minutes on, what is it, first downs or something like that. And so with that, I think you're going to probably see something like 10% less plays in games and probably slightly lower scoring. Uh, can you game stack in the solver? You absolutely can. I will be making a video on that, on how to use the solver to most effectively make cash and GPP lineups. JHH, that will be over on my website, djn75.com. Don't forget to check it out. I have the best tool out there. Come check it out. Come be a part of the family. Shit's blowing up. We're going to win with or without you, just like Bob Stu told Adrian Peterson, and that's what I'm telling you. It's been real. We are going to do this again next Friday at 7 o'clock. Be here or you're a loser, and I don't ever want to hear about it. But in the meantime, guys, I think I just want you to enjoy this outro.